All right, good people. Welcome to a new segment of the Kip Henley Show, brought to you by brought to you by nobody. We're out there looking for sponsors at this point, folks. Who wants to jump in on the ground floor and hook a brother up? But uh, well, we have a cool segment going on here today. Uh, we got an old uh, football handicapper that's going to make you guys rich. I hope, or we'll find him and we'll kill him. And then we have an interview with uh, Matt Minister. Revy as we know him and love him. The guy who caddied for Sane Moon Bay uh, last week at the President's Cup and has had a huge, huge time over there. we got some cool things coming on the show, so you guys stick in, uh, buckle up, and hang on. Here we go. Peace. All right, folks, here we are. This is uh, Snake. Welcome to the show, brother. Thank you, Kip. Good to be here, buddy. I just got one question for you. Is this is this a prank? <laughs> this is not a prank. Got, this is on the up. This is a prank. I, everybody knows Kip or knows of Kip knows he likes to prank people. And hey, if you got just a minute, I'd like to tell him a prank or a, a good prank you threw on me years ago. Uh oh. Do I got to clear this? Can I? Ever? It's it's on. It's rated G. All right, let's hear. It. Uh, I promise not to cuss. We're we're playing pee wee football. We're probably twelve years old and. Gosh, for four or five years, we dominated this league. We we thought we were great football players, but the as we got older, yeah, yeah as we, we got older, we thought we realized it was our coaching that won it. We got our parents, you know, Lombardi and Bill Walsh of the day, <laughs> but they what didn't have anything to do with us. But anyway, we're I'm quarterback. I can't run faster than a snail, but I could hand the ball off good, you know. And Kip and, we, and another guy running back, they were the two best running backs in the league. They did all the scoring, but Every now and then, when we get down on the goal line, Dad would give me a quarterback sneak. You know, I was pretty much money from the six-inch line. <laughs> you know, never could get stopped. So, Kip was a right halfback. He would alternate plays in. So, he'd come calling it. We got it down to about the three-inch line. And I'm thinking, here's my chance. And Kip calls right half dive. Well, you know, I don't suspect anything. So, I go right half dive on two, you know, so – we run to play. Kip scores. We go back to sidelines, and Dad looks at me, and he goes, why did you change the play? And I said, well, what do you mean? Kip called right half dive. He said, no, he didn't. I, I sent him quarterback sneak. And I look over at Kip's just laughing his butt off through his face mask, and I could have killed him. I don't think we spoke for a month after that. Uh, but, uh, I don't think I'd had a touchdown by at that time. That was nah, like my first one. You gave nah, you, me. A... You scored a touchdown every game. That was your. T- <laughs> that was a two touchdown game for you. Uh, my dad was the assistant coach, so I didn't get in any trouble whatsoever. No, but anyway, <laughs> uh, back to these picks this week. Uh, Snake, tell me a little bit about your. Uh, I know that you ran a, a successful tout service for a couple years, then and. Uh, you you did great on this, didn't you? I mean, you I were did, actually getting paid real pretty good. good money. I did real good. I had the the year that I was in it. I I did had more money at the time than I've ever made in my life. I was it's kind of like being a caddy. I was making caddy money <laughs> back in 1983. Uh, it, it started off, Kip. Um, you know, I went crying and whining to Dad for years. You know, on my picks, I bet 25, 30 games a week. You know, and Dad said, "Why don't you just bet those two or three games that you told me were locks?" They always seem to win. So Dad, being a pretty smart guy, says, why don't you get you a tout service, and I'll back it, and just give the two or three, four games that you like. So come football season, we got started up. Dad gave me $4,000, and I called Jim Feist, and I bought this, all this advertising and phone advertising. 
got the ball rolling with a month into it. You know, I was having some success and winning. I paid Dad back the 4000 You know, I got to rolling. It was just like a pyramid. You know, every week I was bringing in more money, more money. And you were picking good, huh? Picking good. Uh, at the end of the football season, I, I they had a, a, a free advertisement page, and they would list the top five handicappers in a contest. And I was number one all year long that first football season until the last week. And I come in there with like an 0-5 week that last week and ended up third place, won $500. You obviously had to be not betting your picks because I, you're I was, like me. I was not betting it. Uh, it's like Dad said, why bet these games and risk losing? He said, just give out the tips. And uh, you're going to make money if they win. If you lose, you don't have to pay. I know that if I would have bet your picks, you wouldn't have done so well. Probably God, God changes outcome if he finds out I got action on Probably ball. Probably not. I will turn seasons around. Well, I, I'll bet in a sombrero to hope God misses me betting, and he doesn't <laughs> know it's me placing the bet. I could bet right now that uh, the New England Patriots would make it to the playoffs at 6 or 7-0, and and they would not make it. Yeah, so, Brady gets hurt next week. It's knocked out of the game. I, I'm telling Broke you, me. God changes seasons if he finds out I got action. So I'm going to let the viewers win all the money. I promise not to place these bets, and so that makes them good. <laughs> well, let's get on with it here. Let's get on let's with go. it. I know you gave me one pick last week when, I, when we talked about doing this. You said LSU was a lock going into last week, and you pulled that one out of your rump, but yeah, it covered. Yeah, point, but that's all that matters. It covered, didn't it? When they covered. Yeah, this week I'm looking at uh, three college. I'm going to give you three college plays and uh, three pros. We'll call it Snake Six Pack. How about that? I love it, Snake Six Pack. You know, if the games don't go that well, you may need to drink a six pack. You know. We might might lose callers this week and we might gain, I mean, uh, followers. We'll see how this goes. Give us. I know you're an SEC pretty much expert. Yeah, I like like Southern teams, mainly SEC, but I I pretty much stick with the South. Like Friday night, I'm going to – I'm going to go Friday night with Memphis, minus 11. They're on the road at Tulsa. Tulsa's the doormat in that league. and I'm here to tell you, this quarterback for Memphis, he, he's lighting up the scoreboard. It's uh, Paxton Lynch. And, uh, gosh, this coach, this is his last year at Memphis. It's uh, Justin Fuentes. He's, he's, he's going, going to go somewhere. somewhere, is he? he? He may be at Tennessee if Butch don't straighten <laughs> his uh, act up. Guarantee Justin knows to go for two up 12 in the fourth quarter. <laughs> You know. Poor old Butch, he's taking the heat. I love Butch. He's doing everything right except coach during the game. <laughs> brick by brick by. Right. He needs some mortar with those bricks. <laughs> you know, they're easy to push over without mortar. I hear talk of this Memphis team. We'll see how this goes. I've been seeing a lot okay. of chatter about so it. So we're going Memphis minus 11. And then on Saturday, we're going to take Western Kentucky. There's another team that's lighting up the scoreboard. They're playing LSU, and on paper, you just look at it, LSU's going to kill this team. Well, you know what? They probably will score 45 points, 48 points, but West Kentucky's going to score 35, 38. What's so the line on that ball? 17. So we're going to plus West Kentucky, plus 17. And we're going to go back to the SEC here. We've got the two doormats playing, Missouri and Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt, I call them candy. So <laughs> I'm going to take Missouri over candy. Missouri plus three. Uh, Vandy's got the worst coach, the worst team in SEC. Vandy's giving points. They're laying three. Oh, my goodness. Now, the it's only, too good to be the only team to score less points this year is Missouri, but it's like 90 points to 105 points total. Oh, really? Uh, Vandy does give up more points in Missouri. So, I like Missouri and the points there. 
All right, there's a lot of boys with this fantasy football that are all on this NFL. You're going to have to give us some NFL heat. All right, NFL, we're going to go St. Louis Cardinals. My old buddy Jeff Fisher going to lay four points against Cleveland. And uh, we're going to go to Atlanta. I'm going to be a homer in this Atlanta-Tennessee. I'm going to take Tennessee plus four and a half. I think these are two eight-and-eight eight teams when it's all Ooh. said and done. Tennessee looks stinky this they week. They look stinky, but they're an eight-and-eight eight team. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna win some games. Atlanta's gonna lose some games. They're the worst four and one team that you've ever seen. <laughs> I like my Falcons now, that guy. I know it, but I'm trying to win money for these folks out here. Yeah. You know? And the last game is gonna be the Oakland San Diego. Let's go with the Chargers minus four. Uh yeah, I had Green Bay Sunday. Uh looked was looking to go four and two, but I ended up three and three because I didn't know Philip Rivers was going to throw for five hundred and fifty yards. 65 passes, that's unbelievable. You know why he did that? I actually had uh, $50 riding on uh, On Green Bay. Yes, on that ball game. So I promised to lay off these bets. And and believe me, that thought crossed my mind (laughs) that Brent Kipp must have Green Bay. Uh, So anyway, I'm going to get on Rivers. I'm going to ride that hot streak with him this weekend. You know, Oakland can't score points. You know, if they score 17, they're doing good. So we're looking at about a 31 17 final in that. Sweet. So I'll recap these games for you, Kipper. All right, let's hear them. Memphis, minus 11. West Kentucky, plus 17. Missouri, plus 3. And the pros were going St. Louis, minus 4. Tennessee, plus 4.5. San Diego, minus 4. All right, folks, you hear it from the snake right there. Load the boat. Let's see how this goes. and We'll see if anybody wants to uh, interview next week to come and kill the snake. But the, the snake six pack. I'll be I promise. To you next week, snake's sure of it, brother. You're gonna be. You'll be hot. I'll be all right. I'll be hot and all right. I'll be back next week. I promise to lay off these bets. So you guys, we bet them this first week. They're good. And if if I if I see them getting hot, I'll start betting them, and then we'll y'all know. No, don't do that. That will <laughs> them off. Oh, you got it. I'll lay off these bets, folks. And we, uh, snake, we appreciate you coming in and doing this little. Uh, a uh, little segment with us, and we hope this gets to be popular. You folks let us know on Ask Kip there, uh, hashtag Ask Kip on and Twitter. Lastly, Kip's going to bring me back anyway. He he wants to prove to the world there's one guy out there that talks more country than him. That'd be me. <laughs> Two good rednecks. But brother. I love you, brother. Snake, you're the best, brother. Thanks for coming in. All right. Peace. All right, good people. We got a special guest here today. Um, he's He's back from the Orient. He's had a Huge week last week, and he's going to have some good stories for us. He was right there with some exciting things, standing right next to the man he loops for Sang Moon Bay. And on the phone, we have a fellow named Matt Minister. They said, Kip, you got to interview Matt Minister. I said, who's that? And they said, Revy. I go, oh, Revy, cool. Revy wants to come on. Great. <laughs> That's Caddy speaking. We don't even know each other's names. But uh, Matt, are you on the phone, little buddy? I'm on the phone, Kip. Man, we sure do appreciate you coming back on here with us. I know you're back home now, aren't you? Hanging with the family? Yep. Sitting here in sunny South Florida. You saw a lot of cool things last week, didn't you? It was an experience of the lifetime. I mean, it was an unbelievable week, and uh, the way it finished to be standing right there was pretty uh, nerve-wracking and exciting. I can't imagine where your uh, your uh, heart monitor was at there on that last green with Sang Moon Bay. Refresh the, in case they missed it. Refresh, refresh what happened there on the the last hole before we get into the week. Well, you know, it, it, you play all those matches uh, four days of 
match play, and uh, it came down to the very last match, the very last hole, the 18th hole, Sang Moon against Bill Haas. Uh, par 5, reachable in 2, and both the guys uh, hit good shots that just fell off the green, and Sang Moon ended up probably in the worst spot. I mean, if you had to drop balls around the green, it would have maybe been one of the last shots you really wanted to have to hit to get up and down. Uh, Bill had a pretty easy bunker shot. I mean, uh, under circumstances with all the, you know, pressure, it wasn't necessarily easy, but day-to-day shot, it was pretty easy. Uh, but Sangmoon had a really hard up and down, and unfortunately... Did he chili whomp that? Or he did he hit chili whomped it. It was a little leading edge. Um, you know, he... he you couldn't you couldn't flop it up there. There's literally no chance. There wasn't enough grass underneath the ball, um, so he had to bump and run it, and he just got it a little steep. Uh, can you imagine me having that chip shot? What my heart monitor would have said because I mean I chilly the the ball into the grain. I chilly whomp it ninety percent of the time. I hit it good five percent of the time. I hit an ankle burner the other five percent. I yeah, wish. I mean, and in the in the end, I suppose he wished he probably wished he had caught it thin because it would have got on the green. But you know, it, he was one down going into the hole. Ultimately, he really needed to make the shot. He had to make three. Um, chances of doing that were so slim. His emotions went crazy right there, and you can only imagine with all of what he had going. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But was his was it actual tears, or was he just 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 tore up? I think mean, he just tore up. I I didn't see any tears. I mean, he and he, you know, that that was the thing. I mean, it, I'm standing right there, and I feel. I mean, my emotions were just, you know, grief. I mean, I, I felt so bad for him. You know, as we're walking up to the green, you have 15,000 people, and, you know, five to 10,000 are, are shouting his name. Oh, my God. Um, you know, it was such, a, such an incredible uh, moment. I get cold chills just listening to you tell it over. I can't imagine standing there. Oh. But, you know, the, the pressure he's feeling, I mean, you're looking. He's got the right club in his hand. He was chipping with a 52-degree. Uh um, you know, he's got the right spot picked out, and, you know, he made nice quality practice strokes. You know, but then he, then you got to make that ball move, and you know, it's just really unfortunate. Oh. You know, you have the holes and fours, and it doesn't, you know, it feels different. You know what I mean? Yes. And, and then he hits that shot, and the whole feeling of the way the, the match ended. And it had such a huge weekly nut. He was like a, he was a hero in a couple of matches, right? Yeah. Oh, I mean, it, that's and that's what I tried to tell him afterwards. I said, you did your part for the team. You, you, you know, you scored two and a half points. I mean, that's, yeah. you you took care of your job. You know, not everybody's going to win every match. I mean, Louie and, and Brennan, Grace won all their matches. That's, you know, it's not unheard of, but it's really hard to do. Right. If everybody uh, had pulled two and a half points on their side, we'd have had a sad week. The Americans yeah. would have, wouldn't we? Yeah. I mean, he he played he played good. He was a great emotional leader. Uh, made a winning putt on 18. I mean, we went to 18 three times. Three out of four matches we played the last hole, which is you know pretty. It's exciting, and it made for you know you know unfortunately people here in the U.S. you know probably didn't really watch it because it's on in the middle of the night. But they didn't get caddying for the foreigners. I was the only Yank on the uh, international side. 
and they couldn't have been any nicer to me. I it, we I had such a great time. They didn't make you eat lunch by yourself over there or anything? You know, it, I'm working for Nick Price and then working for Sang Moon for 10 straight years. I've been an international caddy, so it didn't feel... It didn't. I didn't feel out of place by any means. You know what? It just came to me. I figured out how we keep smacking them around in the Presence Cup. We have not a chance. <laughs> you know I'm kidding. I mean, if you're caddy, whoever you're caddying for, you want your guy. I don't care if you're caddying for Satan. You want Satan to pound uh, Tiger Woods that day, right? Well, I mean, you're, you're you're there to do your job. I'm there to to help Sang Moon play his best and uh, give him as much quality info and and be there. For, you know. For the good and the bad. Awesome. Now, let's tell them a little bit. Let's tell our listeners a little bit. Same this deal. Tell us. You know, he, uh, all Korean men um, are required to serve two years in the military uh, in South Korea. Um, they're still at war with the North, uh, technically, and so there's still a mandatory service. He had uh, basically told him that he needed to come home and, and start serving. He fought that with a... You know, he tried to defer it till a later date, and the government ruled that he needed to come home and start serving. So he played the end of the year. He made it to the Tour Championship, had, you know, arguably one of his best years as a pro, and um, made it to the, uh, you know, made it on the President's Cup team as a pick. Uh, you know, his, his best year yet. And uh, unfortunately, after the President's Cup, uh, I believe he's going to start serving in a couple weeks. So he's going to be out off the tour for a couple of years, which is, uh, you know, it's really tough. Kid's 29 years old. He's at the peak of his career. Uh, you know, so hopefully he, he can keep his game fresh and come back in a couple of years and, and act like he didn't miss a beat. But, you know. It, That's going to be hard to do, isn't it? It's going to be really hard to do. I mean, I, you see some of the guys that, it keeps getting younger and younger out there. Oh, this is a terrible cold thing for me to mention and talk about, but for two years he's got to sit on his last pro shot was that pitch shot. Holy cow, that's awful. It is. I, I feel sick for him. Um, and, you know, I, we spoke, you know, about an hour after it happened, and I tried to, you know, do my best to put things into perspective for him. Um, and that it can't be defined by that one shot. It's, you know, it, it really, you, you go to those match plays and you could go back through everybody's match on Sunday. And, you know, you got 12 guys that all could have, you know, done something different um, to win their match and then his match wouldn't have mattered. I mean, it's, that's, that's the agony of team sports, you know, and, and you don't see it in golf. And, you know, you see it once a year, um, you know, either through a Ryder Cup or a President's Cup. So tough. Real tough. Hey, give us a little bit of a, uh, insight to the uh, team rooms and stuff. At the hotels, was there team rooms? Were y'all in hotel rooms or was it a yeah, house? Both, both teams stayed at the same hotel. Uh, they had different team rooms on different floors. Um, the caddies were all in the same room. We had a caddy room where we could... There's usually hors d'oeuvres or, you know, little light snacks, and we could go in there, and there's a ping-pong table and television. I think we had a, you know, I don't know, some uh, PlayStation or something. I'm not sure what it was. I didn't play it. but Ooh, uh, ping-pong. Uh, I heard a little birdie told me that 
Phil, Bill Mickelson has always been the stud ping pong player that he has had the wind knocked right out of his sails. He didn't even take his ping pong paddle that matched the wall, the human wall coocher has pounded Mickelson at ping pong. Is there any accuracy to this? I, I heard that Cooch is the champ. <laughs> <laughs> I played him one time, and I swear to God, he's the human wall. Those long arms, you can't beat the sucker. I had bad paddle, though. I didn't, I didn't get to see any of the American team play, but I, we had in the cabins, you know, out at the golf course, we had two ping pong tables there also. And I don't know what it is with, with golfers, but, I mean, there are some really good ping pong players it's got to be the I mean, or something. I watched Lahiri play. I watched Jai D play. Uh, you know, most of the South Africans, I mean, they were, they were really good, really fast. I mean, it was impressive. Well, it's, I'm excited that you've got to do something like that, man, on those uh, team events. What a great I – mean, I'm, I'm nine years into the business, I told Teddy Scott, and I don't have any of those jackets, those cool jackets, that rain gear that they give you guys rubbing. <laughs> so you'll be rubbing that in our face on these next it, it, that, That's the funniest thing that you say that because, you know, you, being my first time, you know, I see the same thing. You go, man, he's got a nice rain suit with that – I can't wait for it to rain so they can whip those cool Ryder Cup jackets out on us. You see the the club glove coming out with the you know the Ryder Cup or the President's Cup emblem stamped on. Man, man, I got a club glove, but it's not as cool as yours. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Try not to rub it in their face. I mean, I'll tell you what, it was pretty it was pretty incredible when we got there and you got to register and check in and. we had a great guy helping us, uh, Erickson, uh, from the tour, helping us with uh, anything we needed. And he says, here's your bag with all your clothes. And it was a club glove full to the gills with gear. I mean, it was incredible. I mean, they, they, the international squad, we had uh, Peter Millar clothes. And, I mean, it was off the charts how good this stuff was. Awesome. And they'll send it back. You don't have to worry about extra bags or any of that crap. They'll send it straight back for you. You're just loaded with gear now, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, it's first class the way the tour did everything. Well, I hope um, next time me and you are both looping and it rains, I'm on a different wave than you, and you don't have to smear it in my nose. I don't have to look at your gear. And- well, the only thing, and it was funny, I said, I think it was Zach Johnson that said it, you know, that all our gear, the international rain gear, looks like I what colors is black and gold oh really and he said you got hawkeye rain gear on i said now well, it's a little tough being a buckeye i said well we'll see <laughs> so uh let's think about this for a minute so you go over there being sang moon's guy for the last how many years you've been with sang moon three? Was three three full seasons with sang moon and you have had a heck of a run but you go over to the president's cup and work your tail off make a little bit of money and your bag stays there and goes into the war. You come home. You don't have a bag, do you? I don't. I don't have a job. I mean, you got My a lot right of press. Now is, is being dad. That's it right now. You're at home being a, a husband and dad, huh? Good yep, for you. That's right. Nothing cooler than that, bud. Family first. You know, it's it like you said, a great three year run. Um, it played a lot, traveled a lot, uh, and that sort of. It, can take a toll on your family and you're, you're I've got two two young boys and you know it's a blessing and a curse you know coming home not to having a job but the blessing is that I get to uh, come home and reconnect with my family and um, and you're and, home all and day enjoy, and enjoy my house and enjoy where I live for a little bit and you know hopefully find a job here in the future but as of right now I'm not 
um, I'm not rushing back out there. And babe, you're uh, you carry great credentials, Matt. You're you've always been one of the sharpest caddies out there. You dress nice. You show up sober. I mean, you really. <laughs> I mean, you sober. you won't be out there long, little buddy. Sometimes Especially... I hide it. I, I think, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, my phone ain't ringing here at home. Now put me scoot me one seat back again. Matt's back on the the uh, calling blocks. Yeah, you know, it's it's sad because you know you're good at caddying. I think I'm good at caddying, and and we have other friends that are sitting on the bench too. Um, you know, there's just only so many guys that are available, and you know, guys. I don't know. They they don't switch as much as I think they probably should. Um, you know, things aren't going well, and and we know that there's few times every year. There seems to be about three times a year where guys start to switch it up. So hopefully, you and I will be back out there, yeah. helping helping some young pro out and make a bunch of money. Uh, I don't know if this is a fair statement, but there's almost there's almost more good caddies now than there are good players. I mean, I know there's and there's, there's 180 great players. Don't get me wrong. I mean, the the tour quality is deep, but there's so many guys looking for bags now. It's just crazy. You go out there each week and you see 10 or 12 guys. You think, God, he don't have a bag, you know? Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Pretty scary it's for us. It's a tough racket. Everybody wants to be a caddy. They're crazy. You know, when the going's good, it's really good. But oh, yeah, then that's who they get to hear about. You know, they get to hear about old Matt Minister coming home with the club glove full. They don't get to hear about Kipper having two bad years. And Well, they do because I put it out there pretty regular that <laughs> I'm stinking it up. But You know, I, I know you just did an interview with Ted Scott, who's one of my favorite guys out on tour. Um, you know, when I was there and I was looking around the room, and you know, especially on the American side, you got – you know, those guys have been there for so many years, and they're doing it every year. So they're doing the Ryder Cup, President's Cup, Ryder Cup, President's Cup. And, you know, you, you see the success and how it just kind of regenerates itself. And those caddies, you know, they get to do that year in and year out. I mean, it is pretty incredible. And those are the guys that do get a lot of the, you know, the press, and they, they have some notoriety well-deserved because they are working for some of the best players and, and they, they keep the best player continually playing well year in, year out. Um, what a neat thing to be able to do for those caddies. You know, I'm not sure like, who, how many are of the 20 caddies or how many ever guys or 24 caddies. I didn't see the whole roster, but I assume there probably wasn't very many bad caddies there. And maybe none, and that there's still a chance, Matt, that one or two of those caddies are sitting there doing what they're doing that week because they were standing on the left side of the putting green a year and a half ago instead of the right side of the putting green looking for a bag, and that guy walked up. I mean, our gig is is very unique, isn't it? It really is. It you can really be standing is. over there and get a $2 million bag, walk up and go, hey, I just mundied in. Can you help me out this week? And the guy takes off, and then you stand on the other side, and you're over there trying to get a free hamburger for the week, you know? <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it, sometimes how it works out? It really is. And, and you see the, the young talent. You see this uh, Grillo winning last week and Jordan Spieth. Not that Jordan Spieth came out of nowhere, but he's so young. Um. You know, and you see Michael Greller pick him up as an amateur, you know, and ride and ride all this, you know, ride the wave all the way to the heights that they're at right now. And, you know, it's uh, 
there's going to be other stories like this, especially with how good all these young players are. You know, was, Caddy's coming, you know, basically from obscurity, not not being a quote-unquote tour caddy and doing this for 15 years like I've been doing it. You know, and then they're going to have incredible success. I think it's a pretty amazing way to make a living. And uh, Yeah, there's way more fresh spaces at uh, Honolulu, or I guess you can say Davis's term. I don't know what opens the year up anymore, but you used to go to Honolulu and you see three or four cats out there in the range. You go, oh, that's a new face. Now, man, they're everywhere. It's every week. I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. <laughs> but they're all really good. So uh, the uh, you've, you've done this, Matt. Uh, you're just you're, you're, you're are you wait, sitting around waiting on a phone call, or are you just completely chilling, or are you going to go work the curb? I'm going to have to go work the curb here, and when it comes back on the east side, and just let everybody know, hey, a kipper's without a bag, and hope somebody says, well, I'll hire that idiot or something. What are you going to well, do? You no, know, it's it's interesting. Because when I was finishing the, the season, you know, basically the story was out that Sangmin was, you know, he was going to go surf. So I'm working and also available for the fall series or, you know, whatever, the start of the season, I guess. It's not the fall series anymore. Um, have you I been contacted? In you... the back of my mind, I was thinking, you know, maybe I'll be able to talk to a couple guys. You know, maybe there's going to be some guys looking, but. You know, in all reality, you know how it is. I mean, it, the pros, if you're if you're working a week and you have a caddy there, that you're not thinking about a month down the road that maybe I need a different caddy. <laughs> you know, so, you know, I, I, it's out there that I, was, that I am looking. Um, you know, you know how it is. I mean, half the time you get jobs. I got Sang Moon Bay through an agent. Um, I never spoke to Sang Moon. I never, I didn't know who he was when I took the job. I ne- I never talked to him. Um, I got like, that job through an agent. That, well, doing what you've done the last few years, it's like once you get in with the uh, Asian uh, contention of guys. I mean, those guys, they they seem to switch bags occasionally, you know. So you've got that connection now. That's huge. You did the Presidents Cup. You're not going to be on the uh, curve very long, there, Matty. I know it. Thanks, buddy. You're one of the best. Well, all right, give us a, uh, what about uh, the future? I mean, how, how long are you going to keep doing this? this That's what my wife keeps asking me. Huh? That's what my wife keeps <laughs> asking me. How long are you going to keep doing this? And you need about five or six years like you had this past year, and you could almost shut her down now, couldn't you? You know, uh, that, that's interesting. So you love being out there. I love being out there. Um, I love being at home. You know, when you're out there, that's where the boys are. It's where your friends are. You're out there having a great time. And then your pro plays really good, and you make a nice, <laughs> you make a really nice check, and you and it's the best of both worlds. Um, I think, you know, come middle of November, I'll almost be ready to go back out and work, and my wife will probably be ready for me to get out of the house. Um, you know, cause I'll be bugging her and the kids will be like, dad, you, you know, okay, we get it. We're supposed to behave. <laughs> you don't have to be here all, all the time. Um, and I, I, I love being out there and as sad as it was that 18th hole at president's cup for Sang Moon, you know, to get your blood pumping and, and to feel the excitement in the air, you can't beat it. I don't know where else, you know, I don't know where else you're going to get that feeling. No. Uh, 
our job our job is so trying. I mean, you can go so many downtimes and just months and months and not get a good check. But if you if you're ever on that bag and it's late Sunday afternoon, ain't nothing cooler, is it? It really isn't. Um, it's it's what you live for. Uh, it is. It's amazing. Maybe some idiot handing you the clubs would be cooler, but <laughs> well, being the idiot yeah, handing sure. the clubs well, over is still pretty dang cool. Yeah, you know, I mean, you, you played at a high level, and, and I played in college and just a few years of mini-tour golf, and, you know, it doesn't even compare to what's going on out there. But, you know, that's it's what you all – I always wanted to be a golfer, and, and to be standing right next to the best of them is, uh, is a great feeling. I saw an article, the best five or the best ten jobs in golf, and the the caddy got number five the other day. It's pretty cool. You know, I saw that too, um, and I and I was kind of trying to figure out why it wasn't the first. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I would have player. I mean, see, my player well, might yeah, be the number one spot. Well, you know, and I I feel for you know these guys every year that great players that just struggle to seem to make checks and. You see some of the best players that have played the game kind of lose their game as they get a little older. And, you know, it, being a player isn't no. that easy. No, um, it's hard, you know, hard when work. You, when you watch it on TV, you're only watching the guys playing good. So they make it look easy. Yeah, I'm sure that the old guys, you know, 20 years ago were talking about the young guys, Curtis Strange and those guys coming out and just being uh, so powerful and so bold and not scared. But it seems like I guess that's what we're doing now, isn't it? Well, when I worked when I worked for Nick Price, I, I remember him saying to me one time he, he had gone out and played with this fifteen year old kid, and he says he says you know Matt I couldn't believe it he, you know he stepped up to the first tee, shook my hand and striped it right down the middle, and he said I remember my first time playing you know with a with a pro when I was a kid and this is Nick talking, he says I, I was so nervous I couldn't even swing the club. And he says, you know, kids these days, it's not a disrespect, but they just aren't scared of anything. They're really not. They're so well coached. I mean, think about uh, this, like the technology of the gospel. You don't see any crazy swings come out there. There's no Miller Barber, Chi-Chi Rodriguez. There's none of that anymore. These guys come out and they're actually, there's just no dingbats anymore. I mean, they're, and they're trained. They got coaches, mental coaches and stuff, and. Uh, they've they've made the game easier, haven't they? It, they certainly have, and the golf companies have made the game easier with the golf ball and these big-headed drivers. And uh, the game's you know, still you going see, good. You see though. how hard you see how hard all these kids swing. Yeah. And you know, there's times, there's days where it starts to go offline. But when it's online, it, the game can't get any easier. It's they hit it so close to the green, you can't screw it up. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh, the game's in good hands right now with uh, Ricky and and Rory and Jason and, and uh, uh, Spieth. I mean, they, they, these guys are on top of the world killing it. I mean, our game is strong right now, isn't it? Really strong. Um, one of the things I loved seeing this year was um, when Ricky won in Boston, he stood outside and signed every autograph until there wasn't anybody left. He's the best. I mean, he gets and, it. And that, to me, it's more, I don't care what he made on the last hole. I don't care if he birdied or bogeyed it. You know, he, he's paying it back to the fans, and I, I see a lot of the young players recognizing I said that, it's a, that the fans are what keeps this, this dog and pony show going. <laughs> no doubt. 
I said it two years ago. I said, he's, I don't know what he makes, and I'm sure he kills it. But at the time, I see he's the most underpaid guy on the PJ Tour. You see, Ricky Fowler's the most underpaid. I mean, Puma was a pretty cool company, a worldwide company, and did us a lot of stuff. But you didn't see Grandpa wearing an orange hat, an orange shirt, and orange shorts, and orange golf shoes like you do now on the PGA Tour out there following us around. I, I saw at least five Korean Ricky Fowlers running around over there. At the that guy sells some gear, I mean, it's, uh, it's on the other side of the world. I mean, they, they, the branding that he has done and, and that Puma's done, I mean, it's it's pretty cool. All right, Matty, we're going to uh, let you get off here. I know you're uh, going to spend some time with the fan. Of course, the boys are they're at school, aren't they? They're at school. They better be at school. I dropped them off there. <laughs> well, you get to chill out till they come home and see. But you're home all day, and on the weekends, you don't have to worry about being gone. You're going to be there and being a we, good day. We've got homework, flag football, and cooking dinners. It's uh, oh, catch back up, yet. boss. Catch back up on all your duties because you're going to fall behind here when we get started again. And I don't. Uh, I'll be on the curb. I'll be one seat behind you out there, little buddy. In the first rain delay, I can't wait to see that cool rain jacket. I'm going to bring it out. Whip it out on you, Matty. We're so grateful you've coming on here today and giving us a little insight to what went on last week on your huge little adventure, brother. You're the best. Thanks, Kip. Thanks for having me. Matty, I will see you somewhere down the road, man. All right, good people. I appreciate you tuning in and listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening as much as I enjoyed uh, presenting it to you. We'll have some fun on here. I need you guys to get on a the Twitter and follow the APTC that way you can send in your comments and uh, questions and just use the hashtag ask Kip and uh, if it's not dirty or pertaining to my wife's body parts we'll take care of those things and answer them for you and have some fun with those and uh, I guess until next time I'll talk at you later and remember now when you go golfing skip the cart grab a caddy take him along with you and have a great day